Hey, welcome, man. We actually have a great guest today, man. I definitely want to do a great introduction for this guest, man. This is going to be the best one ever. Uh, standing, five foot ten, beard and all, man. He got the special, man, the handsome, the fresh, the realest person I know. Derek with us today. Derek, say something for the people. Hey, God bless y'all souls. You know, I'm coming to you live uh, at the Jean Vier's just to give you a little taste of, of the gospel tonight. I, I, I thank you for having me. I thank you for having me. Yeah, 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 yeah. You shouldn't have a because you know, old hosts out here, man. Come on, man. Look, I'm special. So, you know, every now and again, I got mixed and flipping and twisted and bended. You know what I mean? Oh, so Keep that thing fresh. Today, we're going we're gonna to reflect. Now I'm talking about we're going to reflect on the last three episodes we did. You know, uh, we're going to finish off the emotions month with everything we talked about. We talked about uh, trauma, toxic masculinity, and just emotions. And just oh. emotions as a whole. Uh, you know, I got a question for you. What's up? It's going to be rough. You know, you going to have to pick take the 20th stuff we recorded which one did you feel like was your favorite cause? my favorite your favorite recording your favorite of you recording of all yeah. or just these of past these, three? These three it definitely had to be trauma I think um, trauma probably would be my favorite because it was the most uncomfortable yeah. wow. Wow. trauma made you it, it definitely made you get out of a comfort zone it made you get naked yeah. it made you um yeah, really dig deep. It made you go to a place that you probably don't care to go to ever. Yeah, that's good. That's good, man. How about yourself? I ain't gonna lie to you, man. I was gonna go with that too, but I'm gonna flip it. I'm gonna go with the first one. Since the first one actually gave us the idea to do the series, whole series, mm-hmm. and it was just it was a little comfortable. A lot of jokes, mm-hmm. a lot of like freestyling, man. I feel like uh, having Joe Sway here was not dope. Um, shout out to the boy Joe Sway. Shout out to the boy Joe Appreciate Sway. you for coming through. So, man, as we recap, man, when you think about emotions as a whole, would you consider yourself to be somebody who is emotionally stable? What's the word for that? Emotionally. I mean, that's the thing. Emotionally stable means you're not all over the place. Yeah, emotional, emotionally healthy. Emotionally healthy. I've never heard of that terminology before. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'd like to think I'm emotionally healthy. I think emotionally healthy and emotionally, emotionally unstable and emotionally unhealthy, I think could kind of sort of go hand in hand um, because I think of a diet. But if you're unhealthy you're all over the place, yeah. you know, you don't have, you're not really having or sticking to any particular um disciplines or anything like that or or taking really time to reflect and I think that's like an emotional roller coaster would be so when you're all emotionally all over the place emotionally unstable you're just emotionally unhealthy I don't know I mean that's that's just me off the cuff just thinking that's that's what I can think of but yeah I'd like to think I'm healthy I don't I don't think my emotions be all over the place actually google the definition for emotional health is uh uh, emotional health is a person's ability to accept and manage feelings mm-hmm. through challenges and changes. Yep. Someone who is emotionally healthy can allow their emotions to be digestible. Mm-hmm. Mm. Dang. Because ah, 
Man. Because I, if you don't digest it, you're throwing it up. Yeah. And it's whatever is going on in the moment. You're you're just, you're reacting. You're not responding. Yeah. Mm. I think I've been on both ends. I think right now, you know, in my adult life, emotionally healthy. Uh, I think I manage my feelings well. I don't know if expressing your feelings is a part of being emotionally healthy. I th- um, yeah, I think it's fine. You know, as I'm thinking more about, about more and more about emotionally healthy and emotionally unhealthy, I think I think you could actually not be on an emotional roller coaster, meaning being up and down, and be emotionally unhealthy. Like you could always just be in a dark place, and I don't think that's emotionally healthy. And that's someone that's not one second happy, one second not happy. That's just where you have found yourself to be due to circumstances. Yeah, yeah. That sounds very unhealthy. Yeah, I ain't gonna lie to you, man. Or very okay. Let's talk about that today, mm-hmm. man. Okay. So let's go into that. Thing. You said you said dark place, man. Yeah. Nah, let's dive into that. Have you ever personally been in a dark place? And around that time, what was going on? What were you dealing with? What were you battling with? What was the personal aspect? What are some feelings that you had? Where were you spiritually? You know, explain that dark place, my brother. Spiritually dead. I'll tell you that damn much because I think if... Um, if you have an, I'm gonna say if you have an awareness, but uh, I think a, a healthy place spiritually um, or emotionally, which ties into all those things in what you're, you're explaining, explaining it, it, um, it leaves room to allow other people in. Um, it leaves room for uh, constructive criticism. It leaves room for reflection. Um, I, I think of of healthy places, but when you're unhealthy, you kind of sort of just push through. You drag through the days. You don't really reflect. You're al- almost always chasing something, and you're never really at peace. You're not at ease. You're not. You're not. You're not in a state in which um, you can even really be in the now. It's either you're in the past, reflecting on, on past hurts, past disappointments, or you're in the future, feeling like you've 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 been left behind, or that there's so much things you got to catch up on. So. I've been in dark places before in my life. Um, coming out of relationships, um, that was dark. Um, there was the there was the aspect of it where it was dark, and I really didn't want to do nothing. Um, there was parts of it um, where I was just out here having you know sexual relations with women. Um, there was the aspect of the flip where I always wanted to go out in a way of just distraction. Drinking alcohol, um, just finding means of pleasure. I mean, I didn't, I didn't go into hard drugs or nothing like that, but you you would just you would just go to find escapes from whatever you were trying to escape. So, um, so both the isolation and both the always wanting to be around people and not wanting to be alone anymore. Um, when was the last time you were in a dark place? Well, five years ago. Mm. Uh, that was the instance that I'm just giving you. I think I was in a dark place a couple of years ago. Let's say hmm, like two years ago. Um, so after going on the ups and downs of the five year year ago situation, um, I was just tired. And then I just found myself trying to play catch up in life. And that catch up while I smiled through whatever I was going through through the day. And I, I seemed pretty light and I seemed pretty welcoming. I mean, like I was expressing spiritually dead. And I was just, I was just always trying to play catch up or trying to get to the pot of gold, 
trying to get to a destination to kind of sort of resolve or make up for all that was lost or all that was wasted. Um, so yeah, that's, that's probably like two years ago. For uh, myself, man, my dark place wasn't too long ago, man. And uh, what's crazy is, I think it's always a woman. <laughs> it's always a woman, you know, because, you know, you get very vulnerable, especially when you want a relationship and you're pursuing a relationship with somebody. Yeah. You get very vulnerable. And then when it doesn't come to fruition, boy, you just hit it yeah you get you know you cry in the car yeah so you know mine's the, punch that steering wheel punch that steering wheel cry in the car what am i doing with myself <laughs> <laughs> i think i went through mine last year but uh it was very dark it was like you know you wanted something really bad and yeah it happen. so you just go into this uh this dark place and then you think everybody's against you yeah and then you think, like, what can I do to work on myself? So then, like, you know, everything will work. Right. You know? And you, you really desire for the thing to work, and it doesn't. So when it doesn't, you just go into this dark, negative space. Yeah. Uh, for me, I want to be honest. I think, uh, you know, mine, even though it was a dark space, a lot of great things came out of it. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I think I got a stronger relationship with God for it. Mm-hmm. I stopped putting my value in women. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the time being, you know, I still do it from time to time. <laughs> this <laughs> I, guy. I definitely stopped putting my body on woman. And then I, I, you know, I grew close to God. Not to say I wasn't close to God in that season, because uh, I was intentional about even praying through that situation. But uh, I got I drew closer to God after, you know, I drew closer to God. And, and I was able to learn in my time of solitude. Right. But solitude, isolation is not always a great thing. No. So uh, what are some dangers of isolation? I actually heard a quote, man, before you get into it. I heard a quote that said uh, it's easier, easier to shoot your target when he's by himself. So that's why you need your community. It's easy to shoot your target when they're by himself. So, you know, the enemy is constantly attacking us, man. But when we're by ourselves, we're a lot weaker. And we have this strong community with us. Yeah, for sure. Isolation for you, man. Yeah, even even like when you think of like um, like jungle stuff, like you ever look at, um, I've watched videos on like lions and cheetahs and jaguars and all these, you know, big tough cats when they're hunting. They don't hunt the herd. They'll, they'll run into them to get them to scatter and the one that runs off is on the day attack, yeah. you know? Yeah. So there's a lot of truth in the whole idea of, you know, isolation, you know, even Jesus Christ, um, he went into the desert, he fasted and, you know, that's where the enemy went to go tempt him when he was alone and hungry and all this yeah. other stuff. So um, in the Genesis, first thing that Jesus where God said was not good was man being alone. So when you're alone, um, it's hard to see the picture when you're in the frame. You don't really see or don't really understand. Um, you're your worst enemy. You're your biggest critic. So there's just a lot of um, this is a lot of dangers when you're by yourself. Um, I just, I just, there's so many just examples of just that's where. That's like the enemy's playground. I mean, unless you're, you know, because, um, you know, for a long time, I used to be like, man, I don't want to be isolated because I, there was like a fear sense to it. But, you know, um, I think 
obviously there's plenty of evidence when Christ did go by himself to pray and talk to his father, you know. So it's not to say that you can't find time alone, but I think when the majority of your time is found alone, yeah, yeah you're leaving yourself open to anything and everything, you know. Um, yeah. And you know what's crazy, man? The, the dangers of being alone. When you think about it, it's just like, that's that's when like all the, the the negative ideas come. For sure. When you hear about like the kids committing suicide. Yep. When you hear about the uh, the person that kills somebody, it's always these decisions that are made alone, and it's, sometimes they don't even be logical. They be no. completely wrong. Yeah. And you just assume. Yeah. And you just assume, and the only reason you come to this assumption is because you know one pride makes you not want to speak to that person yeah. or, or confront an yeah. individual who may have hurt you yeah. or fear. Yeah. It makes you, cripples you yeah. in a way where like, yo, I don't see no way out of this. Yeah. But that. Yeah. And you know, I think it's such it's such a real and just such a dark place, man. I actually wanted to give a number before we continue. Uh, it's a suicide hotline number because I think, uh, you know, recently it's been very dark with all yeah. that in the country. Quarantine, obviously, yeah. the social issues. Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people are in, not in a great space mentally or spiritually or financially. It's, like yeah. it's, very, it's very rough. Here Triple threat. So, you know, I think uh, we all need to care for ourselves emotionally. And we need to understand that our lives matter. Right. You know, I know we're talking about purpose in a couple of weeks. With yeah. Jack, but we really need to just really come to the conclusion that our lives matter. Right. So, uh, suicide hotline would be. Uh, 1-800-273-8255. That's 1-800-273-8255. And that's for anybody out there who may be struggling with feeling, thinking that your life doesn't matter or feeling like this is it. Mm-hmm. Like it's time to go, man. Have you ever been in that space yourself? Suicide? Yeah. That's one of the thoughts I've never had, to be honest with you. Oh, I don't know why I just cut from a different cloth, I guess, or maybe that's just not my struggle. I'm not going to say that, you know, um, the thoughts in which I may have had, you know, other people may not have had them. But suicide, yeah, suicide is definitely not a thought in which, uh, look, brother, got life insurance and all. Look, and and there's definitely been dark times in my life in which, you know, I, I may have thought, you know, my son's better off without me, but not from a standpoint of killing myself, probably just like just keeping my distance. Um, yeah. but I definitely pray for all those who, who are, or who may be dealing with those thoughts. Um, just laugh in the pit of hell. You know, you are valuable. You are, you are here for a reason. There is no uh, mistake for your existence. Um, and I do pray that you just, you know, find yourself to your knees to, you know, pray to the Lord to, to, you know, take this from you, whatever it is that you're dealing with, um, or definitely find a, a community and of course call the hotline. Um, to help you with whatever you're dealing with. But um, suicides are real, man. Suicides are definitely real. Yeah. I think for me, man, I never considered suicide as an option. Not even also like, I've never been in that dark place. But I think for me, when I look at suicide, I just think of it as like almost like, you know, you're growing up in a church. Mm -hmm. They always teach you, man, you commit suicide. Go to hell. The ultimate sin. So it ain't no, it ain't, it ain't really was no fear of like, it wasn't like a, a fear of like death, but I think it was more of a fear of going to hell that kept me from even considering that. Mm. So I ain't going to hell for you. And you're going to kill me. Yeah, 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 yeah. I always told myself like, 
followed that were like really sick, or if I like really was depressed, I, I would go on like death missions just to get myself up out of there. Yeah. Well, that's funny. Now that you mentioned it, I guess, but that's still suicidal thoughts too. Like, let's say, like running in front of some cops with a gun in your hand or something like that, and allow them to shoot you. I was thinking about army or something like that. Oh, yeah, but to the army, that can't be a way out for certain cats too. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. but I mean, I guess the heart is still the heart behind it is still the same. You just decided to go about it another way. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true, man. On that topic, man, have you ever used something? negative to cope you know as christians we're supposed to use god we're supposed to lean on god and see that then we, we have our godly community but what is something something outside of god that you use to cope and you've seen the negative effects oh, of it? tons of stuff um women women aren't negative but the way in which i was you're so stupid. <laughs> that's, <number three. laughs> that's definitely number one for me. Um, so women definitely, um, like I said, nothing negative about them, but the way in which I would use them would definitely be negative. Um, and I guess all these things, which I might be referring to, alcohol for sure, um, marijuana. Um, there was a point in time where I got into black and miles because I thought, well, maybe this might be something else that I could possibly get into that might help out. It's definitely cheaper than buying weed all the time. Um, going out to clubs. Um, um, watching porn. Yeah. Um, so, and, and and then even just associations with people. You know, they, they may not particularly have been the best company, but some company was better than no company at times. So... These are all things in which, yeah, I mean, it wasn't no getting down on my knees. It wasn't no crying. It wasn't reading through scripture. It wasn't go find community to help me build. Like, you don't ever want to want to think of yourself as being, you know, beat up, broken, and abused. To be honest with you, so I was never really trying to find a solution or, or, or trying to get to the root of things. It was just kind of sort of let's just brush over this. Let's just thug through this day. Yeah. The, the, you know, tomorrow's a brighter day. Yeah, man. For me, I'm not going to lie. Uh, I know you spoke on this, but women, porn, one that's kind of outrageous that I used to cope might have been working out. You know, not outrageous, but I know that's what a lot of guys use. So at one point, you know, it doesn't seem like a bad thing. Oh, you, you've been working out, but it can become really toxic because it can become an idol. You know, I remember at one point I worked at a gym for two years. Just working out all day, every day. <laughs> Two years of my life, man, I lived at the gym. And it's like I look at that time and I'm like so ashamed because my money wasn't great. Mm-hmm. I was just committed to chilling and working out at the gym. And That's it. Was like, it life. You know? Right. Like I had a fitness goal at the time. It was like, yo, I want to make money being a bodybuilder. It was just like me just trying to escape reality by using this and you know porn is also something that's mad crazy for me as well as a lot of men and a lot of women too as well right but i know it's like we use it to cope we use it as like an escape you know it's like a separation from reality you know it's such a dark thing and i don't think yeah i know that porn is such a dark thing now because even the world is starting to see it as a problem right it's not even just the church anymore you know i remember i know we talked about this on flicks episode Y'all check that out, man. You know, shameless plug. Shameless plug. <laughs> Flick, come through. 
flicks. I know we talked about even the story about the pastors. Who they, were, they asked the pastor in the building, like, who had watched porn? And a whole bunch of them, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. See how crazy that is, man. But, uh, you know, even, even, uh, so working out women, that might be the hardest one because it's not even like on some sexual tip, but it's just like females in general because they're such great listeners. They're so soft. <laughs> They give they're great, so soft. They give great advice. They're so, soft. You, know, you just want a woman to speak to you, build you up. You want to be able to tell them all your problems and just have them there to, you know, nurture you. Yeah. Agree. Yeah. And I know a lot. A lot of time for men, we we're looking for a woman to nurture us. Looking for a nurturer, and they're looking yeah. for someone to nurture. Look. Yeah. So it's like it's both ways. Yeah. Man. But uh, I know for me that those have been like three top things, and I think. Women is something I still struggle with, man. You know, I'd be in a car on the ride home. I just want to talk to somebody about something. I just call a woman. Call <laughs> one of the ladies. Pour out too, man. You know, they don't even be on something like I'm trying to talk to you. Tip, tip. But it just be like, man, it's so, so warm. Right. You know what I'm saying? Soft. <laughs> I, know, <laughs> I know your advice gonna, ain't going to be like, Man, no, come. What the hell you doing? Right, not at all. <laughs> you know, Ain't slapping you up at all. Yeah, man. Yes. Yeah, so. Got the sweet voice and everything. Yeah, man. Yeah. When it comes to like emotions, though, like, does the Bible even really speak on that? Do you feel like? Um, does the Bible speak on emotions? It does. I'm just trying to recollect where, but I know there's plenty of times in which, well, for sure, I know it talks about God's emotions. Yeah. So God's, our emotions is only a reflection of his, yeah. you know, love, wrath, anger, don't boast, don't envy, yeah. you know, so these are all, these are all emotional traits. Yeah. Um, so it does, um, yeah. to what extent and, you know, how I can help you through this podcast, I can't really pull it off the off the hip like that, to be honest with you. But I, I know there is definitely plenty of places in which it does speak about emotions. Yeah, I'm actually looking up as we speak. You know, um, don't fear. Don't fear. You yeah, know. I know uh, Philippians 4, they talk about uh, do not be anxious. Mm-hmm. You know, it talks about anxiousness and, you know, don't be anxious for anything. Mm-hmm. But in everything... Uh, Everything by prayer and supplication, yep. thanksgiving, letting your request be known to God, and the peace of God. Yeah. Uh, oh, I want to go back to that a little bit. In Proverbs, it talks about a uh, a full vent to his spirit, but a wise man quietly holds it back. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm. Yeah, there's definitely places, several places in the Bible in which it talks about fear. Proverbs 15, it says, a hot-tempered man stirs up strife, yep. but uh, he who is slow to anger quiets contention. Uh, I want to talk about that, man, and I think that's one thing we didn't really touch on when we and throughout the episodes is peace. Mm. <laughs> so, you know, I know Philippians is saying, uh, Philippians 4, 6, for anybody who wants to read 4, 6, and 7, uh, it talks about the peace of God, which will surpass all understanding mm-hmm. and will guard your heart and your mind in Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. 
So, like, talk about a little bit about that peace that you get from your uh, relationship with God now. It's peace and emotion. Peace? It's peace and emotion? Yeah. I would say so. I would say so. What do you think peace would be? What would I say peace is? A state of being? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I think inner peace is speaking on that emotion. You know, I think it's a uh, psychological thing where it's like, it's not necessarily uh, saying that your situation is uh, is overbearing. It's mm-hmm. about that peace that comes from it. You know, not to say like your situation may not merit uh, anger, or may not merit uh, uh, uh crying or, or or being being in tears or being you know being happy overjoyed right. right but I think the peace is saying that yo no matter what my situation is you know I'm good you know peace is almost like where certain things happen they may affect you in the short term right but it doesn't allow your behavior to change it doesn't allow you to go to that dark place that we spoke on and uh I know Paul, my boy Paul, man. Paul used to be talking, talking in the New Testament. But he says, uh, I know everybody goes back to this verse and they all got it wrong. But he says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And he wasn't speaking on like, yo, I can lift a building. I can fly. I can walk on water. But he was more saying, yo, my situation may be bad. Like, I think he was in jail. Man. He was definitely wasn't in jail. And my dog was locked up. Yeah. So he was there just saying, yo, my situation was bad. My situation could be great. It has been. Yeah. It has been bad. It has yeah. been good. I've had a lot. I've had a little. Yeah. 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 And I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So I can get through all things. I can get through all feelings just because God is with me. And, you know, for me, that's like the hope. In all emotions, yeah, I think that's the thing that I point to. So, like, no matter if I'm really low or I'm really high, yeah, I just have that thing where you know I can do all things. So it's like it's not basically it's saying that I'm not depending on my own strength to get me through the situation, right? Nor should I depend on drugs, nor should I depend on a female, nor should I depend on a friend, right? But I should depend on God to get me through these situations, right? So yeah, man. Um. But for me, um, God's like my first go-to. Um, I'll still have a drink, uh, but I don't abuse it like I used to. I still have conversations with ladies, but the intentions is not to, you know, dip in that wet wet. Um, it's um, I'll still, you know, I haven't smoked. And forever, but if I do, you know, it, it's so not all these things aren't abused anymore. These things aren't, I'm not looking for the perversion of them, I'm not looking for the the intoxication of them. I'm not looking to be intoxicated by a woman, um, or to be on a high. So, like, for instance, I had a very bad dream last night, which was really dark, really dark. Yeah, felt like I was being spiritually attacked, to be honest with you, but. While in the past, I don't know, I would have probably just woke up and like, man, that was crazy as hell. Like, oof, and try to like just push through it. But very first thing I did, boys, I hit the flow. Yeah. 
soon as I woke up and I prayed for everybody that I was dreaming about, I was praying for their, their mental health. I was praying for their spiritual health. I, I was praying. Mm. I ain't gonna lie to you, man. What? Do what? You gotta tell us. You can't, you gotta say names, but you gotta tell us like the merit of the dream. People were killing people. No um, matter, I, I, I guess, uh, you, what, what more detail you want? <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, people were killing people. It was the dream, the dream was all over the place. I mean, there was, there was, there was definitely several layers to the dream. Um, there was a portion of the dream in which I was breaking bread and I was eating with people. Um, there was another portion of the dream. Uh, it had it had several layers, but the part that rocked me was like literally the last part of my dream, where I had gone to a house in which I was very familiar with. Um, my son was with me, and then out of nowhere, I don't know where the the script flipped. Well, actually, it seemed as if there was a there was a presence there was a presence in the home that was not wanted and that presence whispered into one of those individuals ears that was in the house and literally the lady like pretty much was like almost like i saw the presence i don't know if anybody else did i know i saw the presence i saw the person whispering her ear and then from there, she like flipped it, like she, she, she lost it, and to everyone else, seemingly going crazy. But me, sawing, seeing what I saw, I'm like, I know why you're upset, but I don't know how to calm you down right now. And kind of sort of like, I, I kind of sort of let it play out yeah. too long, apparently, and it went from. Oh, y'all think I'm crazy? Oh, no. So y'all think this is like she it what ended up happening is she felt as if everyone in the house was against her Yeah. at that point, like almost like a setup or something weird like that. Yeah. And she grabbed a knife and then her son, which I'm familiar with, was like, Mom, you're not you're not going to. Some some crazy stuff like it's not about to be a suicide, it's about to be a homicide. Some weird stuff. And he yeah. stabbed his mom. Wow. He stabbed his mom. <laughs> the mom stabbed him and it just went straight bloodbath. I had my son with me. I grabbed my son. I took off for the car. Yeah. So wow. there is a there's a there was a state in which I'm like, okay, should I intervene? Should I start pulling knives away? You know, like yeah. straight bloodbath. Yeah. And the reason I'm asking you this. I'm giving you a heads up, you know. I, you know, I typically try to keep you in the dark about topics, mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, I got somebody coming, and uh, she interprets dreams, mm-hmm. and we're gonna dive into that topic, bro. Mm-hmm. We're gonna hit that topic, man. We're gonna, we're gonna make no dreams are real, bro. That's why the first yeah. thing I did because once I'm not gonna lie to you, it wasn't. I'm I'm not gonna lie to you. Dreams really didn't mean nothing to me till maybe about maybe about like six months ago. Dreams meant nothing to me. It would just be like you wake up like, whoa, that was crazy. Yeah. Good. And it was like, whoa, that was crazy. Bad. So I never thought much on them. You know, some were fantasies. Like I wouldn't really, 
I really wouldn't move by them. I wouldn't prey on them. They were just dreams. It just, yeah. I closed my eyes. My creativity, my imagination ran wild, and here we are. And then about a couple months ago, um, yeah, so you would, I, so I, would, I would first start hearing other people talk about their dreams and about this man and that man. I'm thinking, y'all crazy. And then I started having, I started pay, being more mindful of the dreams in which I was having. And I would have conversations on them. People would approach me based on my dreams or my thoughts or where I was at. And I was starting to realize at that point, like, whoa, why do I feel like God's telling me something yeah. or God's showing me something? So about six months ago, I just started paying a little bit more attention. So I started praying my dreams. I started um, making moves based on my dreams, um, but definitely being more mindful. So I'm not extremely critical about every dream that I do have. Yeah. But if if I have a dream that's extremely dark, I'm praying about it. If I have perverted dreams, in which I've had those, I'm like, and it just kind of sort of showed me like just ways in which the enemy has violated me, like, he still haunts me through perversion in my own dreams, you know, and I just I'll just have to pray on them. I'll have to, you know, ask the Lord to help me be free from them, you know, whether it be sex or whatever else. Like this is not what this is not your design. The way in which I dreamed it, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, yeah man. That, that's real. It's done dark, though. Very. It's really dark. Like, dream can be mad crazy. Dude, I listen. I and the crazy thing is, I woke up today and I tried to call my son three times, and I still haven't. I still haven't heard from him. But if I didn't have the peace of God, I'd be ruined. Like it. It would. It. Would, I wouldn't be sitting right. Right. Right now. But because I have the peace of Christ, and I know, and I've just come to understand that He loves my son. He loves me more than I could ever love myself. Yeah. He loves my son more than I could love myself. So. Yeah. um as as a father, I I can I can reach out and I can do as much as I can, as best as I can through his will and through his power. But I'm I'm I if, if something is supposed to happen, listen, it's a tough pill to swallow. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to. Yeah. yeah. But um That's good that you said the peace of God though. You know. You spoke on that because that's legit. At times, right? Really, that's all you have, man. That's it. That's all you have. That's it, bro. The problem may not get solved, bro. People already do the prosperity gospel. Like, Dude. You know, I've been praying for it, food, and the food going to come. I've been praying for the job, and the job going to come. Dude. But prosperity gospel is cool, but what if that job don't come? Don't come. Yep. Is God still not good? Yeah. Is he yeah. still not right on yeah. time? What if Does... that person that you've been praying for with cancer does die? Mm-hmm. That's like a real, mm-hmm. real deal, man. I, mm-hmm. think that's, I think that's when you... you I think that's when you really have to lean on your faith and really trust God. Because yeah. I think too much time when situations have happened to mm-hmm. people, right. especially for people who faith may be a little bit weaker or maybe newer to the religion, or people that really grew up in the church but never really had an understanding of God for themselves. Right. When situation does happen, that they like, yo, what the heck? Right. You know, now they question their faith. Yeah. They are on the right path, even if this is a real religion. Yeah. Because, yo, you let me down. Yeah. You know, as you're saying, the whole peace of God thing, and that's all you have sometimes, it reminds me of Alpha. I know you know you're familiar with Alpha and how Nikki had gave that story about when his best friend died playing baseball. 
and how one second they're, you know, good old day at the park. The next second my man goes around second, running for third, hits the floor, just drops dead. And now they got to go tell the kids that he's not coming home, you know, and the whole nine. And as he's telling the story, I mean, this is like 20 years later. My man is choking up, like crying, revisiting it. But he tells you how he woke up the next day, went to go get fresh air and, and, and literally expresses how you're like, Lord, I don't know why this is happening and this hurts, but I'm not giving up on you. I'm yeah. not going to stop trusting and believing that whatever you do is true. Um, and yeah. That's good. It, That's good, man. Uh, as we close out, you know, we were rambling on today, you know, it wasn't really no real topic. Uh, what do you have to the people? How do you want to promote the episodes that they haven't seen the last three? Well, what do you have to say there? Yeah, definitely go see it. Um, obviously, emotions is, I mean, there's just definitely um, a lot there. Um, I think as we were talking, you know, when I actually asked the peace question, I decided to go ahead and look up um, peace. And, and just there's like six key emotions that popped up um, that I guess John had referred to in the Bible, but there's this sadness, there's anger, there's fear, there's joy, there's love, and there's peace. Um, all of these could be an episode within themselves. And I know at times it's easier to weigh in on the negative emotions instead of the beautiful ones, the joyful ones, you know, ways to be joyful, ways to be grateful. Um, I would tell you to take some time and, and, and kind of sort of just you know, assess where, where you are with these emotions. Um, they, they're yours. They're given to you by God. Um, but know that he is capable to handle all of them um, and, and that he wants to experience all of them with you. Just like I want to experience my son's happy moments and moments when he's angry and moments when he's sad. Um, they're yours. They're a gift. Um, they're expression of God. Um, but, do be free in them. Um, do go check those out, you know, these past three that we did. Um, and obviously some of the other um, subjects in which we covered, like Fix and, and Mother's Day special. And just every last episode we've done is just fire. But um, thank you for tuning in. And um, subscribe, share, like, comment. We definitely yeah. look forward to seeing you in another one. And uh, hold it down. Yeah. Keep the emotions in check. You got anything you want to say? You know, uh, um, free Boosie and uh, no, Boosie already free. Wow, free Kodak again. Again, uh, you know, I'm talking about my dog. Stay locked up, stay and, locked up. And uh, you know, the emotion series is great, the uh, emotional roller coaster series, but also check out some older episodes. I, I love the one we did, Flicks, man. That, that's probably my favorite one of the season. And also, what I would tell everybody. If you are going through anything emotionally, get help. Get help, man. Uh, depend on your community. Find a community. Find people that you feel like you can lean on, man, and allow them to lift you up. But first, man, pray. Pray, pray, pray till you can't no more. But then go and you find your community. You find people that can build you up. You look up things. You look up. You have call conversation people. You, If you need therapy, get therapy. It's no reason for you to be alone, though. No reason for you to fight the enemy alone because you're just going to end up uh, either in a worse place than you started or in the same place even longer than you're meant to be there. So allow yourself to be made free. Uh, with that, I'm done, man. You know?
I'm done, cuz. Y'all have a good night, man. Have a good night. Stay blessed. Yes, sir.